Welcome back to Rob Gill's Epic Financial Strategies Podcast. If you like what you're hearing and want to learn how to take action on your financial future, click the link in our bio to speak to us directly. To learn more about how you can achieve financial freedom, subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow Rob Gill all over social media. Financial freedom awaits. What's up, everybody? Like I promised, we're always going to bring content education information. Right now, you know, let's talk about Sam Bankman-Fried. Uh, let's talk about... I told you all about the kryptonites. I let you know, and they seeped their way into celebrities, sports athletes, and Sam Freedom. If you've seen his hair and the way he just walked around, it's the craziest thing that people couldn't see this one coming, Right? I'm here with my partner, uh, Eddie Gardner. What's up, Ed? What's up, Rob? So, Ed, what are we going to talk about today? So, today we're going to talk about how to avoid debt and prevent yourself from falling into it. Mm, how to avoid debt and prevent yourself from falling into it. Well, the first thing I would make sure I wouldn't do is when I see a commercial with Tom Brady on <laughs> or Steph Curry or Larry David is go run around and start buying Kryptons, Kryptonite, all kinds of crypto <laughs> investments. And by the way, you may have seen people in your immediate world. And they may have had good like sentences that they put together and really kind of described why you should put all of your money into these investments, which, by the way, we're not against crypto. We're not against Bitcoin, but we're against, we are against scoundrels. I will say that, right? We stand for the person to be educated, not manipulated by the scoundrels. Is that a fair statement? It, it is a fair statement. Right? But what happens to all the people that put money into that and now that? exchange is gone or FTX or whatever that was is no know. longer here. I know Sequoia Capital had $150 million in it, and they found out today that, that they had to apologize to all their investors. Think about that. So at the end of the million day, gone. Gone like Sean John. Wow. Word to your mom, mom, and I came to drop bombs. Straight up. <laughs> today I'm dropping bombs, everybody. And you can do what you want with it. If your significance funny bone is hit, I can't help it. It's not my fault. Go get your therapist. Go talk to somebody and get a new five. Because I promise you we're going to tell you the truth today. So at the yeah. end of the day, you know, we look at um, Krypton, crypto, kryptonites, FTC. We look at celebrities now. This is a brand new thing. They're now getting sued for endorsing this stuff. Yeah. I've never seen that before. So the game is changing. And, you know, listen, if you're, if you're on the inner circle of a celebrity and now we're talking about money, you got to be careful. Like, yeah. you, you know, you're out there yelling and screaming about, you know, why you could do this and, you know, all these other things, these commercials, and and there's really no accountability structure. I don't know what's going to happen after the law. I don't know how they're, you know, I don't know any of that stuff. But what I am saying is, at the end of the day, if you have a dollar and you're going to save a dollar every month, um, I would strongly advise that you get all of your financial licensed professionals on the same page. You know, we got CFPs, we got fiduciaries, we got accountants, we got insurance agents. We always want to make sure they're all aligned for the benefit of you and if you got a dollar, maybe put $5, maybe put $7 towards Bitcoin or those kind of investments yep. based on your philosophy, but certainly don't do more than $20. And God, I feel bad if you did more than $50, $60, $70, but at the end of the day, you know, you did it and no one made you do it. And the world allows you to, to really understand how to avoid the emotional gratification of getting rich overnight, right? So we look yeah. at COVID. Yep. Prior to COVID, December 2019, 
America's credit card debt was about $920 billion. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. We go to December 2020. America's credit card debt was about $820 billion. So you're saying credit card debt lowered or lessened during COVID. Yeah, because you couldn't buy anything. Right. And they were printing money. Right? So everybody was stuck at home. And the with stock checks. market was running. They were flipping real estate. Yep. Right? Yep. We now know as of September 2022, September 30th, 2022, the credit card debt was about $924 billion. Yes? So creeping back up. According to LendingTree. Yep. Guess where it is today, Eddie? 60, not even 60 days later. I can't even say that. No. $1.1 trillion our credit card debt has gone up $250 billion in the last 60 days. That's insane. That's a disease. It's insane. That is, that is emotional drunken spending in ways that people don't know how to get out of their own way. You know why? Because they were sitting on the couch eating potato chips, not going to work. Money was getting printed. And all these investments that they were doing were working until they weren't working. Right. Right? Yeah. So the great resignation is dead. Go get a job. Interest rates went from 3 to 7%. Go back to the real world and contribute to the society. That's how you stay out of debt. You asked me how yeah. we stay out of debt. I love That's that. That's how you stay out of debt. So back to you. Let's think about the negative impact that the individual feels because of the debt that they have. Like, what does that look like? How does that impact their decision-making process? You know, it's funny because I think that at the end of the day, when it comes to debt, that is a... Uh, I think, you know, from time to time, we've all had debt. Yeah. Certain people use it effectively. Other people use it as a way of keeping up with the Joneses. But other people use it just to survive because they don't know any better, right? So, so let me talk to the person that doesn't know any better. And let me tell you what you should invest in, which is the real estate between your ears. Mm. Start getting with programs and understand you live in a technological age right now that can allow you to do certain things that couldn't have been done 20, 30, 40 years ago, yeah. right? And... That means, you know, invest in certain type of programs, learn about other businesses, but take time to understand that. You got to go out less. You got to spend less on food. Um, you know, you got to really take a look at a budgeting situation, understand money in, money out. And I'm sure money's being, you know, dried up by the 21st, 25th of every month and you're starting over by the first. Yeah. But it all starts from up here and on the inside nobody is going to come rescue you. Nobody. Right. That I could promise. Right. And I, I think part of the, the rise in this credit card debt throughout the past year and what we're seeing here just even in the last quarter, I would suspect a lot of that has to do with food prices, uh, gas prices, all of these things where you think about some people that have one job and that's what they have. They have what people would call a fixed income. And now all of a sudden all their expenses exploded. Right. Yeah, listen, I think that to your point, Ed, what you're saying is if, um, you know, somebody was spending food and, and gas, let's say 600 a month, that yeah. new price now is 1200 a month. Yeah. Right. Um, but I think it's even more than that. I mean, listen, inflation is a terror. Um, and, you know, there's there's there, it's not going away anytime soon. They're still right. trying to, you know, Joe Biden, I think the other day just said we're in a recession. I think he finally I don't even know if he they said admitted it. Yet. it? I, maybe I made it up. I don't even know. It's possible. <laughs> I'm just imagining this. Yeah. But at the end of the day, um, I think that we could talk about the prices going up. And yes, proper planning. You should always understand that things are going to go up and down in their cycles. But now that it's up, what are you doing? Right. You know, you got Uber Eats, you got Uber. You could do side hustles and make some really good money right now just to make up for that difference. Yeah. You, you even told me you could rent your car out. Yes. 
explain yeah, that yeah I don't, I don't so know. there's online services now where you can you can put your car up for rent no different it's like airbnb but for your vehicle yeah i mean so there's stuff you could do if in fact your cash flow was reduced by six seven hundred bucks because of gas and food yeah there is things that you could do to make up for it. but that doesn't explain how credit card debt is 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 really something that people begin to spend you know in a way that's it's like a pandemic, you know yeah. what I mean? Like if you look at our country right now, our credit card balance is about 31 point whatever trillion dollars. It was 900 billion during Bush one, 1989, 1990. It is now 31 billion. It's not a Democrat or Republican thing. It's both sides. They both do it. Yeah. So you have to understand at the end of the day that they are printing money like wild men and women and the party in DC continues. We're not, I'm not even gonna get into politics right now. But at the end of the day, the stock market, economic winter's here. If, in fact, you have proper planning with, your, with all of your advisors and you make good, sound decisions and, and really deploy on a monthly basis, quarterly or yearly, but stay true to your plan, then when economic winter comes right now, because I know we got some clients yeah. that are high-stepping right now. <laughs> some of our clients, that, you know, they're, they're buying things at discount, yep. including us. We are buying things at discount right now. Because of how we planned an economic winter is one of the gifts for the entrepreneur that understands proper planning going yeah. forward. And, and all of this is not to say that all debt is bad debt, no. right? Like when people, you're talking about Credit people buying is. things, it's not that they're buying it cash, right? They're going out and, and leveraging money, other people's money, putting that to work, but in a, in a manner that they've been able to do the due diligence it's a lot different than, you know, that that is good debt versus credit card debt, which is. So what you're saying is if people buy real estate as an investment, it's good debt. Uh, is that the debt you're referring to? I'm not sure which it, debt. It could be any, right? It could be a you business. You can't write off credit card debt. It could be a business. Yeah. Right. Um, it could be in some ways what you talked about early on is investing in yourself and the yeah. real estate between your ears. So right? Ed's saying if you have a hundred grand in credit cards and you've bought a business or invested in a business, you could have a way of having the business pay back the credit card. Yes. Like, so if you're going to invest in something and use your credit card, the goal would be to make sure that whatever yeah. you're investing in is going to produce a cash or, or produce a number that shows that that investment was worth right. it to pay down the credit. Exactly. I agree with that 100%. Which, which is completely different than the spending that most people do on credit cards. Yes. And, and I think that, um, you know, we want to talk about how I think uh, uh, Meta or Facebook laid off 11,000 people. Amazon's laying off 12,000 people, yep. as I understand it. Um, there's a lot of layoffs right now, which is meant to kind of, I guess flush out all the printed money that's hitting our system. Interest rates going from three to seven percent, and the goal would be to, I guess, um, this is a way of having to have, you know, of stopping a recession, yeah. right? I think. Um, but the backside of that, we don't know what that looks like going into next year, and you know, with the labor market being what it is, um, when money gets expensive and things tighten up and crime begins to accelerate like it is right now. And we have video cameras that are showing this crime so it perpetuates for all the bad people that want to get even more attention. Mm. All yeah. of this stuff starts factoring into a, a moralistic code that is unsavory and creates a perpetual effect, yeah. at least in my opinion, yeah. what do I know? I'm just a guy from day <laughs> on. Uh, I'm just thinking as you're, talk, much. you're talking about money getting expensive and you talked about how And low, by the way, if you're mad, take it up with your people. How, how low interest rates were where they were in the threes. Now a lot of these 30-year mortgages in the seven, I was talking to uh, clients of ours who are looking to refinance a deal yeah. that they went out and, and got the money for. The refinance 
is now only 70%. It was supposed to be 80%. Explain it to everyone like that too. So the money that they're getting back out to now finance the deal through normal channels of a bank, um, they were supposed to be able to get 80% out. Well, the banks now are lending them 70% instead of 80, which means they have to come up with the extra 10% to make the deal work. And the interest rate on this, wait for it, 10% is what the banks want to charge. Is this a HELOC? It's, it's, a, commercial, is, it's a commercial real estate Oh, this deal. is commercial. Yeah. Okay. But Got it. 10%. Yeah, that, that brings you back right away to 1994, 5, 6. John Spring, you could ask him. He yeah. was around since Moses. <laughs> he could tell you all about interest rates back then. He would understand. But, you know, we're at 10%, you know, and it's... Cre and by the way, if you go back to 1981, that's half of what it was in 1981. Yeah. So if you look at a 40, 50-year chart, 10% doesn't look that bad compared to how bad it could be. Yep. And I think we're creeping in that direction right now. I think, you know, one thing, a lot of this debt talk always feels negative and doom and gloom, right? Because there's a lot of negative things that, that come along or are attached to debt. Um, but what if we talked about some ways for people to get out of debt as quickly as possible? Like, are there solutions that they can start to implement in their day-to-day -day life to maybe start to, to to work that down, to get in a position of strength? Where yeah, they so, so I think that it comes down to the same thing where um, people are going to have to take a paradigm shift approach to what they've been doing and what they've been used to um, and do a complete nervous system shift. Yeah. And those things tend to be uncomfortable at first. The first thing I would say is spend less, right? Uh, second thing I would say is when I say spend less, less dinners out, um, you know, whatever, less beers. If you're drinking a lot, like, you know, I, I guess don't buy the drinks at the bar, you know, do it at the man cave or something or the woman cave, whatever it is cheaper that way. Um, so less drinking, less spending, uh, maybe more reading, uh, maybe more listening to audio tapes that can help you understand a little bit more of what your strengths are. Cause each person has their own individual, individual strengths. And if you could find yours, that's a good thing. Maybe net, le, less Netflix. I, I don't know about Yellowstone right now. I mean, it inspired me to wear this coat today because <laughs> um, somehow, like, all of a sudden out of nowhere, Montana means something to me. I don't know how that happened. I'm from New Jersey. But anyway, like, don't be like me and don't watch Yellowstone. And I think that um, maybe watch less Fox News um, and maybe get a second job. And um, once again, I'm going to say this isn't me, but maybe you should eat better, Right. I think if you do, I'm doing other things better though. So trust me, I'm working on that next. Make no mistake about it. But at the end of the day, I think that um, it starts there, right? It's Then it starts with who's your, I always say this, who's yeah. your top five? If your top five is selling crypto and hanging out in a bar at five o'clock on Friday, you want to get a new top five. Yep. Right? I've been trying to save mother since 1998 with this guys that are right around me right now. I've been trying to save them since 1998. I think I saved one of them. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, when it comes down to understanding who's your top five and what that looks like and are they helping you turn decades into days by making these, you know, these paradigm shifts, these nervous system shifts, I think that's the key. And then once again, you're able to save or at least pay, pay money now by spending less on booze and, and other kind of lifestyle. Yeah. Maybe get that second job, yeah. give you a little bit more cash flow and, and just start, start with saving first. And it sucks at first, that it's slow, and it's methodical, and it's painful. But I guarantee everyone you look at to the left or to the right, even if they may seem to have more than you, if they don't have proper planning, they're struggling too. Yeah. It's just amazing how what you're talking about, saving first, 
just about any book that talks about wealth and growing wealth starts with some level of savings first and just making that sacred, right? Not mm. a savings account that you put money into your savings account, but it just became an extension of your checking because now you're short on money and you got you to gotta put it back in there, right? To put it in a sacred account that's meant strictly for building and investing. And yeah. That, that's... that's if you start to get into that habitual habit of, of putting that money away and it is the sacred thing, it's amazing when you start to treat money with respect in that way, it starts to come to you in, in more and in more interesting ways. It's a spiritual game, no doubt about it. And what I would say is this, and, and I remember going through this personally, I think that I know some people now that um, if they were in a certain business that benefited from the market going up and if the market's not going up right now, they at home could be fighting with their significant other. And I think they should just grab them tonight. If you watch this video, go grab them and say, look, it's gonna be a struggle for the short term. But if you're with me, we can get through this a lot faster. If we're fighting, it's gonna make it even harder. Yeah. Right, because I guarantee there's a lot of fighting going on at home um, because people get used to a certain spending lifestyle. And if all of a sudden that stuff gets taken away, psychologically, go ask Joseph McClendon, there's more pain in the loss than there is a joy in a gain. Joseph McClendon, Joseph McClendon, make sure you get it out to him. There's a lot less, a lot more pain in loss than joy in gain. If you talk to Tom mm -hmm. Brady, he's going to tell you about the two times the Giants beat him, not the six other Super Bowls he won. Guaranteed. Plus FTX. But anyway, um, <laughs> with that being said and done, I think that it comes down to communication, savings, inside job, working on self and making that paradigm shift and getting a new five and get out yeah. of the bar. Get yeah. out of the bar. Yep, I agree. Get out of the bar. So what what can they do? Um, they, they've started saving. What should be the next step? Don't gamble. What else? <laughs> Love it. Don't go to Atlantic City. What else? Don't go buy big... Don't, listen, watch out for the kryptonites. They're going to come with a new plan soon. I'm telling you, I could feel it. The second the, storm, the more, more momentum comes up, you're going to start seeing these newfangled... I don't even know what about how your life's going to change. So be careful of the kryptonite. And they're going to tell you to borrow from your 401k to go buy some shit that ain't going to work and you're going to regret it. Look at that. He's all embarrassed. What do you got? <laughs> I'm not he embarrassed. Can't even <laughs> Listen, I'm keeping it real right now. I mean, you can do whatever you want with this. I'm just letting you know right now, the world is moving very fast against you. If you can't play the game, the game's going to play you. Take it back and rewind it back. If you can't play the game, it's going to play you. What's your next question? No, no other questions. What I mean, do you want to tell these I good people? I want you to wrap it up. <laughs> tell, see what these people want to do. Where are they going to link? Tell them to link somewhere. They want to be saved, right? Where they got a link yeah, in the bio. link in the description. Click Come the button yeah. and reach out to an Epic team member. They're going to be here to save your life. That's it for today with Rob Gill and the Epic Financial Strategies Podcast. Be sure to hop to iTunes or Spotify to subscribe and tune into all the podcasts. Also, be sure to follow the Rob Gill YouTube channel and Rob Gill social media channels. We'll see you on the next podcast. <laughs>